Praise God. <clears throat> I don't know who it was. Vice, was it you that we dumped the bucket on? Ah, I feel like we fought and conquered. <laughs> just, I just needed to see that, and that was good. Demon was reading Acts 4. And then this, this verse 29 and 31, I just, I'm just going to read it quick. It says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. And then in 31 it says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. I know, simple prayer, very simple prayer. It wasn't like a chapter long. It was just a couple of verses, you know, and, and God answered their prayer. But, you know what, I want to do something right now. I want, can, can you guys all pay attention? Oh, thank you. I want us to just close our eyes and, and bow down our heads and, and just in this silence... And are you guys comfortable in this silence? God is here. I know He is here. He's here for every single one of us. He wants to speak and He wants to change and He wants to heal and, 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 and do things that were never done before. God, we thank you that you're here, God. We thank you that that you, you just, we have the honor of your presence, God, the privilege of your presence, God. On this small earth, super small people, God. But you're still, still here with us. You hear us and you speak to us. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you that you hear our simple prayers when we're afraid or unsure but you still hear and answer. You still didn't consider us to be too small, too unimportant, too insignificant. Thank you, God. Thank you that you created every single one of us. And thank you that you created this evening, God. And I ask you to speak to every single one of us today, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I just, I just was thinking, you know, if, if we would come here and, and we would have to bow down our heads and close our eyes and just, and just spend... 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I don't know, 30 minutes, just in silence with God, I, I would be okay with that, honestly. Like, if we wouldn't have to do anything else today, absolutely anything else, like if there wouldn't be any word, any prayer, any, any, any time to talk afterwards, I'd be totally cool with that, like, really. And, and, I, was, and I just want to give you kind of like a check, you know, sometimes, when we're like, I'm reading the Bible, I'm praying, I'm, I'm listening to a sermon, um, doing something for God, I'm okay. And if, and if I can't just come and after some time of praying and singing, and I can't just stay in His presence, just silently, you know, maybe, maybe we're not comfortable. Maybe we're running away from Him sometimes, you know. I, I, just, I just know it. Myself, I, I know like if, if I'm sad or worried or if I'm concerned about something, I don't want to look Marina in the eyes because she will know right away. And, and same with God, even better with God. He, he will, you come with him face to face and, and he, you're exposed. Right away you are exposed before him. And, and I know to, to be okay to be exposed, you need to be, I mean, you need to be intimate with him. You need to be in love with him, you need to be okay to to see his reaction in, in you know in his eyes. You need to be able to see his reaction. You need to be fine with that. Just I don't know something something to think about. But anyway, I'm very excited that we're here today, and you know every single time. I, I prepare for sermon. I'm like I'm starting to tell myself, hey, this time I'm not going to be nervous. And it's not going to be, it's, you know, it's going to be easy. It's it's you're, you're, everything's going to be fine. It's just going to happen, you know. And and never, ever, <laughs> ever 
it has happened like that so far, <laughs> ever. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know, every single time, it's something to prepare, to, to hear from God. And, and, you know, I know somebody prepares for a week, you know, like every evening they are preparing, and somebody prepares for like two hours before, and somebody just can come up and start preaching. But I guess God sets a, you know, a price for everybody. And, and what I was, what I understood today is that there's a price to receive too, you know. It's like just speaking, it's not really different because I, you know, I, I just received something from God a little earlier today and you're just receiving it later, right? And it's the same thing. We're all receiving from God. Like in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, it says, what do you have that God hasn't given you? So I don't have anything that God hasn't given me. But Anyway, so what I wanted to share about, and wanted to say, what Dima said, I, I really, guys, let's stay for harvest prayer today. I, it's not, I'm not going to speak for long, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to go straight into harvest prayer. It's just awesome, you know, one prayer after another prayer, and sometimes I'm like, let's do another prayer, and, you know, and, and one more, and it's just, it's just like, it's, I mean, yes, we get tired, yes, stuff like that, but we're young, you know. We're very, very young, all of us. So, so we can stay up, right, for a couple of hours, right? Especially if we're moving, active in the spirit, you know. So, and does everybody have their real Bibles and notepads? There you go. There you go. Wow. There you go. I'm looking at Sam and Jerry and Alex, especially, because I was, I was asked, I was planning to ask you guys to sit all in different spots, but then I saw how you are writing down, like, actively. I hope you're writing down notes, you know, from what you hear. But you were, like, writing down actively. I was like, man, these guys might just as well have a chance to not be distracted today. (laughs) So, eyes on you guys, okay? I'm going to be watching you. Anyway, so... The, this, the, the title of the sermon that I have for today is Not My Will, But Your Will. And a few things that we will talk about is, number one is our free will that we have, it's, it's destructive. You can write it down since you all have notepads and you can write down these notes. Number two is we cannot come to heaven following our own desires. Three is, we were called to do the work of the gospel with passion and dedication. And four is, we will be rewarded more than we can imagine. Something I, um, something I did this week, and I, I told some of the guys, it's, it's, Pretty gross, but it's it's you know it's interesting to me. I, I start researching um, how human bodies decompose. You know, once they are dead in different climates and stuff like that. You guys, I got all of your attention. Look at that. <laughs> so something something hit me, and I, honestly, it came in prayer. You know, I was praying, and then I was like, God, God was like, go read how a human body, you know, basically goes to nothing. Right. And I start reading, and you know, different, you know, different things. You know, like if you embalm the body, it, it takes a long time for it to decompose on the outside. Inside, it's all like, you know, this kind of like flour. You know, it doesn't. You can't bake anything nice with it, but it's like like flour. But on the outside, it kind of looks like it's almost exactly like it was. But like usually, if you're in a in a in a tropical climate, for instance, like in the jungles, right? It's like 24, 24 hours and the bugs in the area can make your whole body a moving mass. Um, if you are in, in a bitter, you know, in a little bit more, like, nicer, if you're, you know, like maybe in northwest weather, right, and, like, buried in a coffin and stuff like that, then two, three weeks. And, and what's interesting that, like, every single article I would go through, they would say, they would say, that one of the worst things, the first things to, to go bad is actually 
is actually people's stomachs, you know, what everybody like wants them to be flat, you know, like, you know, looking tight, right? And that goes bad. And the second thing is the face, right? Like the, the, the hair starts getting long and the skin wrinkly and the nose and eyes. And in, in a lot of cases, the, the tongue comes out, you know. And, and I have a point with this, okay? Just, just listen. <laughs> just listen. So that's, you know, you lived 70, 80 years, right? Everything was kind of functioning and, and being decent. Then God takes away his breath out of your body. That's all it takes. Two, three weeks tops, right? Not talking about that there's no movement, no, no thoughts, no thinking. Worst of all, no hope for that body. But that's, to me, that's the work that's, that's the flesh. I mean, that's how far the flesh can go as soon as the spirit is taken out. Okay? And I was thinking, what, what that flesh accomplishes or what the spirit accomplishes through the flesh? That's what's important. And, and that's all up to our will, free will. And as I said, our free will is destructive. I'll tell you why. Our own will is destructive. I was trying to find a verse in Proverbs. I was thinking there's one, but apparently there's three verses that say the same thing. It's Proverbs 14, 12, 16, 2, 21, 2. I'm going to read them in order. 14, 12, 16, 2, 21, 2. The first one is, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the, weighs the spirits. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. It's scary, you know, and it's like so many, so many verses that say essentially the same thing. But all of them are pointing to a way or ways. And I was starting to think, our life on this earth is like a runway for an airplane, right? You have to be on the right, on the right runway at the right time, going in the right direction for you not to, not to land prematurely, right? Because if you want to wanna land at your destination, not at your departure, <laughs> then you should, you should do everything right. And then, and then once you take off, that's like our death. You know, you take off and that's when, you know, you fly and then, you know, you take it off. But our life is like that runway. Once we take off, there's, that's it, you know, you're, you're off the ground. Look how it goes. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. All the ways of men are are of a man are pure in his own eyes. The, and then you know it's like it's including everything. And then then it says there is a way, one way that seems right to a man, right? But all of them lead to death. And I mean they they just have no end for us. There's one way in Mark eight thirty five thirty seven. It says, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will, well, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? You know, something that, there's a phrase that I like a lot. It's a... Um, like at what, 17, you think you know everything. At 26, you, you know you know nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, Dennis just turned 26, so happy birthday, Dennis. <laughs> so he just knows that he doesn't know anything. <laughs> anyway, sorry, he just, he just turned out to be on the spot. But, you know, it's, it's like, it seems to us, and, and, and I think it continues, like, I'm older than 20, than 26 and then 16, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I'm looking for advice. I, I'm, well, not always. I'll, there are times when I know everything, but 
but but I, I look for advice, you know, and 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 I understand in more ways than before that I need help, especially when it comes to something as important as following God, as as determining what I do with my life, where it's going, you know, where like where how is my heart? You know, I can't if I just think about myself, I can make myself feel comfortable. Like guys, I I I can tell you, I can make myself feel comfortable. If there is no measurement of, of what good, what's good, what's right, I will be comfortable. I'll, I'll find a way to, to, to say, hey, you know, I was, you know, I talked nice to my mom. That's good. God should be happy with that. Everybody else should be happy with that. You know, it's not a bad thing, but does it save me? I don't think so. That alone, I don't think, will save me. It says, what will it profit if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? I thought so many times, so often, we go chasing something. You know, we find something, this one little thing, and we think we'll reach it, and we'll be fine, you know. And and sometimes it's, honestly, it's as dumb as, like, I'm going to buy that brand new iPhone, I'm going to be happy. You know, then I'll be happy. Or I'll get a car. Or, or I'll get married. Or I'll buy, um, you know, I'll have some career. That's when I'll be happy. Can't happen that way. And second one I want to talk about is going our own way, we will never arrive in the kingdom of God. And when I was praying about it. I was thinking, can you imagine I am I am heading out I-90 East, which is that way, right? That way. And I'm driving 1,200 miles, and then I'm stopping, and I'm like, ooh, nice. Finally came to Los Angeles. Nice weather. I'm going to see places around. Los Angeles is south, right? It's 1,200 miles south. If I go, and it's on I-5. If I'm going, you know, that way for 20 or maybe less hours, depending how fast you drive, if I'm going on east, I-90, I'm not going to come to Los Angeles. I'm not going to see it, right? And, and that's what we do sometimes. We start asking, I, I, I am judging myself, and you can just listen to, you know, to me judging myself, <laughs> you know? Maybe you'll pick something up. So if, if, if you don't have any of that, that's fine, but... We need to find what God wants. In 1 John 5.14, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. You know, it's like, you know, usually we read it this way. Now this is the confidence we have, because if we ask anything, He hears us. Just missed four words. You know, it says, according to His will. That if we ask anything according to His will, according to His will, then He hears us. John fifteen seven. If you abide in me, in my words, my words, says Jesus, right? Abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Wow. I... I used to read it so many times. I desire, uh, you know, a, a nice house. I desire a nice car and complete health and, and, uh, and a job where, where I can just, you know, uh, work maybe an hour a day doing nothing and make a really good living. And, um, and uh, it is because John fifteen seven says, whatever I'll ask or whatever I desire it will be done for me. But it says, just in the beginning, it says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. I mean, what is it abide, right? It's like, it's like come and live, and it's like a living place. It's, it's comfortable. It, it dwells there, right? It, it's, it's, it's flourishing. It's, it's, it's living there, right? It's his words, if His words are living in us, we're going to have different desires. 
we will have different desires. Then if we will ask what we desire, which is really not what we desire, but what God desires, then we will get it. And it will be done for us. Something like this prayer in Acts 4, 29. 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Done for you. Done. Okay, work. Done for you, right? Something according to his will. I, uh, you know, it's like sometimes it's very clear what to do, right? It's, it's like you know what God wants you to do. And, and, and sometimes maybe you, like, you don't need to pray for God's will in a certain situation. But I'll tell you this. We so need to pray that our will doesn't interfere with God's. You know, sometimes when it comes to Lord, especially for you, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not choosing like, you know, a career or a wife or, you know, anything like big right now, that, that type of stuff. But, you know, where I'm going to live, um, what I'm going to do with my life, I'm not choosing that right now. But sometimes it's important not to just pray, God, what do you want me to do? Sometimes it's more important just turn around to yourself and just start rebuking your own will and your own desires because you might fully know what God wants you to do and not be able to do it because your will is just so much in your eyes. Your desires are so much in your eyes. I, I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know how to explain it to you guys, but, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. When we were praying today, I was thinking, like some of us, we will be, I, I hope I won't be, but looking at, at how some people listen right now, it feels to me like you'll be biting your nails in some time. Seriously, if you don't change. And I'm not, like, I'm not here to judge like, and, and just to make you feel bad. I really, really love every single one of you. Like, maybe not like, you know, love, come you know, live at my house. I'm going to pay for all of your stuff. You know, but, but I love you guys. I love you more than that. You know? Don't come to my house and live with me. But I love you. Seriously, I love you to tell you the truth. Because... There is, there is this, there is this trend right now. You listen, you listen. Church after church is going to to just pleasing their own ears. You know, it's like it's like it, it, in Timothy, right? It says they're gonna be they're gonna be pleasing your ears. They're gonna just be making sure to say everything that's good on your ear, and it doesn't cause allergies. You know, it's like. It's like, tell me good stuff. Tell me stuff that I like. Tell me that what I'm doing right now is enough, that it's good. Tell me that. Because I'm not going to change, and I don't want to be coming to church if it's, it, if it's not good. I'm going to go find another church that will tell me that it's good, that will bend Bible to, to, to what I want to hear. What you guys like hearing it? I don't, I don't know. I don't care, honestly. But it, it is, this is what's happening right now. This is what's happening right now. Nobody, none of us will wake up in the morning when we haven't slept enough and, and, and we're all hungry and all that stuff. And, you know, and like, I'm going to naturally, automatically, you know, I am going to honor God right now. With all of my life, all of my day, everything I do, we're not, gonna, we're not like that. This, this flesh is corrupted. It became corrupted when Adam and Eve sinned. This is where that crack happened, right? There was somebody, somebody was teaching it a few years ago in our church. That the foundation gave a crack. And you know what's happening, right? When there's a crack in the foundation, it's usually a big deal. They start, they start monitoring, that, monitoring that building right away because the weight, gravity, is pushing on it constantly. And that crack is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And once it's going to fall before you even know it. And that's what's happening to us. None of us, none of us, I, I'm, I'll tell you honestly, I, will, I don't have that. My flesh doesn't like, you know, jump out of bed in the morning and kick my spirit to get up and start praying, you know. It's, it's the other way around, you know. And it's, it's just, 
if you don't stick the Bible in your eyes, if you don't eat the Word of God, if you don't, you know, clean up your ears to hear everything that's being preached here, that, that is around us, that's, that's being taught by our leaders, we are not, we don't have a chance. I mean, this is, has to be forced into us. And what, what exactly was, you know, like, you know, what exactly all, all of this is, right? I mean, what do we need to force into us? Like, what do we need to, what is it that we need to make ourselves do? Right? There's a lot of things, a lot of things. But one thing is, I want to, I want to tell you this, and, and I would write it down. It says, I want to read this later, but our free will is only given to us so we can voluntarily and willingly submit it to God and give it to God. That is the only, the only investment that's going to be wise and that's going to, that's going to be profitable to us. Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen, a very wise man. Concludes the whole 12 chapters. Says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's all. At some point in our life, and I just know it it from my own experience. We will have to come to a point where... Where we will accept, we will accept that God will only accept us on His terms. Okay? Only through the door that He set up, only on the way that He has determined for us, only at the price that He has set for us. And all of us, if we will want to, to, to come to heaven, if we will want to come before God and be encouraged that we are there, that we finally, we finally came to what we wanted, to where we wanted to be, to who we wanted to be with, it will have to be done the way God wanted it done. You only can come through one door, and that door is, that door is Jesus Christ. I'm going to read a few verses. You don't have to open them, but can write them down. It's John 10, 9. I'm the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. John, James 4, 4 says, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Something in Mark eight thirty five and thirty eight. I have read that differently today. Thirty five says, "For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it." And then in thirty eight it says, "For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation." Of him the Son of Man will also be ashamed. And when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. I, I've read these words, you know. Verse 38 says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation. How perfectly that describes today. I mean, can it describe it better? It's... If you, if you just, I mean, I'm not encouraging you to do it, but honestly, like, you hear one news after the other, and, and you, you, you hear something horrible is happening in the world, and then something even worse is happening in church. Not in our church, but just, you know, in church in general. And, and it's like one is worse than the other. It perfectly describes, it's an adulterous and sinful generation. This is, I mean, the world is, is rutting right now with sexual immorality, with pursuing their own lusts, I mean, getting careers, getting bigger TVs. 
it's just the sense that this world wants to okay, that, 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 that even church wants to okay, is crazy. Just crazy. And it says, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation. This is our generation right now. And I was thinking, you know, if, if that's what Jesus doesn't want us to be. He doesn't want us to be ashamed of, of his words and of him. He, that he wants us to be bold. That's why they were asking for boldness. He wants us to go and to be, to be, guys, you should be ashamed of what you're doing, not I should be ashamed. You know, even if I get, even if I lose you all as friends, even if I lose the job, and then, you know, worst case scenario, you die from hunger because you didn't find another job. You know, like, I mean, think that way. Think extreme, okay? But you said the truth. There's something that's bigger than our body, you know? It's like sometimes we think, as I said, I'm, I'm talking to myself. Sometimes we start thinking, I want this, or I have to have this, or I cannot risk this because it's too much. You know, I am going to die without it, or my family is going to go to die without it. But your family is going to die, and you're going to die one day anyway, right? And... How much are we, I mean, how much are we selling, you know, our integrity for sometimes, right? Like, it's this, in this one little moment, I could have said the truth. I could have said, hey, I'm not just, mm, you know, I have nothing to answer to you about this horrible thing that you just told me that you do in your life. But I actually disagree with it, and the Bible judges it, and I think you should repent. You should change your life. How often do we skip those opportunities? And it's, is it easy? No, it's not easy. No, it's not easy to think that way. But while I am thinking that way, you know, I want to I speak it. I want to think about it. I want to understand it. And you know what? It's not that, you know, in Mark 16, 15, uh, chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, it says, and He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel of, to every creature, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Notice it did not say will disappear or will not live in heaven and, and, and enjoy the life, the eternity, but just will be outside the gates and the life will be gray, no colors, no flowers smelling and stuff like that. They will be condemned. 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 You know what I, 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 I told Marina, I mean, I, I try not to think about it because there's really nothing I can do exactly about that. But I'm thinking about my grandpa. I loved him. You know, a great guy. I mean, one of the funnest times that my brother and I had were with my grandpa, you know. And it's like he would do things like, you know, we would play, you know, darts, you know, with, with Play-Doh on wallpapered walls. And then, you know, they would come out with the wallpaper when we would pull it. And, like, you know, we would learn to die, you know, air, skydive, you know, off of the, uh, you know, dressers and stuff like that. And he would be jumping with us. A lot of fun stuff that we've done, seriously. But then I think he died, and I don't know if he went to heaven. You know? I really don't. I mean, we we... I tried to get him to, I mean, as much as I understood, I was, I can't remember, I mean, I was like 13 years ago. As much as I understood, I tried to get him to pray the prayer of repentance and to make sure he knows Jesus and he accepts him and everything. But I don't know, like, I mean, I don't know if his heart has opened up. And then I think about my other grandpa and, and my other grandma. They died Muslims, you know. They never accepted. I mean, they never even, I don't know, maybe they agreed that God was God and, you know, and stuff like that. But I started to think about all of that, and I'm like, what if, my, what if my wonderful grandpa is burning in hell right now? I can't even tell you how I feel. Like, like, and I don't, I hope nobody's taking it lightly right now. Because I don't even know how to feel about that. You know, I love him. I still love him. If I could, I would, I would want him to come back to life. To, to, I would make sure that he is going to heaven. And then, you know, I can honestly, and I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm like, 
well, I have my grandma alive. What am I doing to ensure that she is going to heaven? Am I just sitting on my hands and, and waiting for something? You know? In James, five, in James 4, 5, it says, Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealous, jealously? Jealously, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking, that's a good word to describe Jesus. I think in chapter uh, John 10, I don't have it written down, but I think in chapter John 10, it, it, it talks about, um, Jesus talks about this. Let me see if I can find it real quick. In 10, 11, it says, I am the good shepherd. The shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling. Ireland, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. Hireling flees because, the, because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. I was thinking, you know, are we hirelings or are we, are we shepherds, you know? Is it, is it our own? You know, are those around us our own? Or are we doing it just, just because we're hired at the price of salvation? And I'm wondering if that will even work. Honestly, I'm wondering if that will even work. If it will even work for us to, to just, you know, you know pretend that, 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 you know, we are following this for real and, and we're really only doing it because we're told to. You know, and I'll be honest, I would, I, would, I would think about it when I don't do anything and when I am doing everything, you know. Like even when I'm going and preaching to people, when I'm going and serving in Yogi Bear and Kids Church and everywhere else, and I would still think about it. Why am I doing it? Because it's so easy to lose, to get into this, just I'm just doing it. It's so easy. I mean, it's pretty much as easy as it is to fall into not doing it. says, spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. You know, I, I think about Jesus, how he describes things, how he does things. That's definitely jealous. You know, that's, he has zeal. You know, he's like, he's like, you know, went into the temple. He flipped up every single table there because that, you know, that was jealousy for the, for the house of the Lord was consuming him, right? It says it, right? Because there's something, there's something at a point where, where, I cannot not do it. You know, do you guys have had moments like that where like, I cannot not do this. I cannot not say something. You know, I just can't. I mean, I know it rationally doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense logically. I'm going to lose something most likely if I go and do it, but I just can't. It's, my, it's something, it's my principle, you know. And sometimes, and what's most, I, I mean, foolish, honestly, is like when somebody says, I quit. Because they, you know, stepped on my pride, you know. It was, I'm too, I'm too good of a person for them to talk to me like this. But then, but then somebody talks trash about God. And, well, I'm okay. I'll work. This is not a business uh, matter. Okay? This, we, let's keep professional, guys. Okay? You keep trash and I'm going to keep silent. I, I'm just telling you what I'm fighting with, you know. And, and it's, there's, there's, in this world, Jesus said, I send you sheep among the wolves. The reason I'm saying all of these things is the last thing that I want to talk about is rewards that we have for this, you know, for, for living this life. But I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about how this, the, the, this uncomfortable, lonely, cold, painful, whatever else word you don't like, you know, impossible with men, but possible with God, road to heaven is. You know, it's like, for some reason, I don't know why, where we get it, but I start expecting that, you know, if, it's, if it has to do with Jesus and the salvation was a pleasant thing, and then the whole thing must be pleasant, you know, everything must be good, right? But I'll be honest, 
like to advertise the way to heaven, the road, this path, I cannot advertise it to anybody. I believe that even the best marketing guys in the world would not find anything about this road to heaven to advertise. Really, about the way itself, nothing really. Because it, is, it says, guys, I'm, I'm not saying like, let's, you know, let's become martyrs and, and just let's die before we die. You know, let's, let's, no, let's keep living. Let's keep enjoying this life. God gave it to us. We can still do a lot of things. But I'm just say, saying, like Paul said, you know, we were condemned to death in, her, in, in, our, in ourselves. We were done. You know, we were done. And like something happens to you. You're like, you know, you're put up against a wall. And, and then, and then like, I feel dead already. I'd rather die right now than, than be in this state. So I'm just going to do something that will make me feel like I'm dead, you know. And, and then you start speaking. You start speaking the words that you would never speak before. In, 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 you know, our mom, people, people that would, you would never say anything like this before. But, you know, go into God, go into Jesus to meet him one day in heaven and be happy. And so that he would be happy with you. And so he would say, good and faithful servant, that is not easy. That is uncomfortable. I can't tell to anybody that this is going to be fun, you know. And the reason I'm saying this is, I mean, I would not live it any other way, honestly. Like, Everything that I would that I had to go through to be with God where I am right now, I would if God would give me strength, I'd probably take in ten ten times more, you know? Seriously. Like ten times more losses and pain and, and, and suffering and I would take it. I'm i I'm a happy person. I mean I'm blessed, but there are moments where you don't have answers. There are moments when you don't have answers. Seriously, there are moments when you don't know what to do. Job, why did, he, why did, you know, why did God, it's like Satan came and then it's like, what, God just want to play a game with him or what? I mean, I don't know. We don't, like, you can't say, no, of course he didn't want to play a game. But what did God want to do exactly? I don't know. But it said, at the end, Job said, I've heard about you, but now my eyes have seen you. Totally different level. Right? But he lost so much. He lost so much. But he said, one of the most beautiful words, he said, do we take good from God and not adversity? Adversity. Right? And then, I'll be honest, there'll be, there will be, if you choose to go this path, you know, if you want to do what God wanted you to, if you want to, like, when he says, lose your life for, for my sake and the gospel's, I, I, you know, I started understanding more and more that Jesus is very literal, you know. It, it, maybe you will like, you will be alive, but you will lose the life. You won't feel like you have your hands on it anymore, you know. You know, guys, what I'm talking about, <laughs> right? You come to this point, I don't even, I don't even know why. I don't want to live, you know. And it's like, and Marina, every time I say this, you know, she just bones me and just, I, I say, pastor says, do you guys want to go to heaven right now, somebody? I was like, yes. She goes, wait. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, no, no, all of us together, you know, all five of us right now. <laughs> but, but you know what? Honestly, like, I, I, like honestly, if, 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 if I'm like, somebody else will do what I need to do and push this button and all five of you are gone and, you know, everything is left here probably push the button right now seriously because it's so amazing there it's better than anywhere else that's when all of our answers will be questions will be answered but while we are here if we prepare ourselves that as jesus said i send you a sheep among the wolves once we go we are going to be hated we are not going to be liked by this world. We are going to be persecuted. In fact, if you read, if you read what Jesus was preaching, if you are not persecuted, if you are not being hated, something's going on wrong. You know, you're saying something that people maybe like to hear. You know, until they become hated by others too, and then they start liking you, right? <laughs> then that you know that circle is growing. But but I'll be honest with you. Like I, I think about it. I really can't find a place where I feel, you know, safe outside of church. You know, I'll be honest, outside of youth, it's like this whole life is very tricky. You know, you will think that you've got it in this area, 
and you don't even know that there is a, an attack is built up against you on this area that you're ignoring. And only God has the wisdom to pay our attention to the areas that we need to pay attention to. But we're kind of going off topic. But what I want to talk about is today, just kind of something to go away with. You know, we will be rewarded more than we know it. I, I, I know it. I know it like the most emotionless person when he gets into heaven will be like jumping upside down, you know, just doing flips and, and things like this because finally came to, to, to the destination, to where you were going to. This is, this is the final stop, you know. Probably we'll continue doing things even more than we are here, but this will be our reward there. I mean, there, I guarantee you, like, you know, you, get, you expect gifts, and then you get a gift, and it's like it was way less than you expected. <laughs> you will not have anything like this, <laughs> you know. You will get way more than you expected. But, but while we're here, while we are living this life, you know, our, 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 this, this temporary temple, this body, it will be decaying. It will be getting worse. Our, our emotions will be down. Our moods will be down. You know, we'll be, you know, pain will be caused to us. And there will be all sorts of things. And, and, and at, most often it will be for no reason because we just wanted them to come to Christ. That will be when most pain will be caused to us. It's not when we will, you know, want something even of our own. It will, be, it will be when we will want to preach the gospel. It will be when we will want to do something that God wanted us to do. That's when people will start mocking us. That's when people will start saying how immature, how irresponsible. Think about your family. Think about yourself. Then all, all of a sudden, you know, it's like think about, you know, your great-grandma. You know, what would she think if you would be doing this? It's like everything turns against you once you want to do something for God, right? But... But are we going to prepare ourselves to just take it, you know, just take it and it's whatever, you know, and, and chew on that and spit it out and just move on? Or are we going to be, as soon as we get something, you know, we're like, oh, I, was, I went preaching the gospel and my phone got stolen. And, you know, I don't understand what's going on. How could God let this happen, you know? But I'm, I'm saying this, this is probably something I might think, you know? It's like... Guys, I'll, I'm open, I'll open up something to you. Who, you know, it's like, it's like I, everybody probably knows that I got bitten in Mexico, right? My, my legs got bitten, right? Guys, you don't know. It's not healing up. It's like six, eight months from, from that date. I've tried everything, you know. Like, I, I almost know as much as any dermatologist in America knows now, you know. Like, it's like, and then, and then you, you talk about, you know, those you know, older Russian people, you know, all the different kinds of, you know, like greens and stuff like that. I know that too. You know, it's like Marina, like, spends a lot of time. It's like, I'm like, I get, I get times honestly, and I'm like, why? I, well, I, what I want to say, why? <laughs> like, am I a, a bad person? Like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, like, I I went there, and then the second time I went there, I was like, God, if they bite me even worse, I'm just going because you want me, because I have to go, you know, how else? I, I can't preach over Skype or something like that, right? And then and you go, and it's like, they do bite you worse, you know? <laughs> it's like, and it's like, and it's like nobody knows what's going on. They either say, we don't know, or it's cancer, you know, like something like that. And I'm like, I'll take you don't know, you know? <laughs> but guys, like, I don't know, like, do I have an answer? I don't have an answer. Will I have an answer? Maybe. When will I have an answer? Before I die or after? Well, that's a question. (laughs) I don't know. But but there are things like this you just have to take. You just have to take. I mean, like Sasha Badrov, right? The guy that Dima showed that, that was hit by a truck. I was like, when I realized he became like a leader of youth, pastors i guess right over that whole region man i was like that is the person that's like my favorite people you know and then he had another guy in the car with him i was like and that's my favorite guy too you know i just i like them a lot it's like why why and it's like it's not like in america right you you get hit and I'm like, oh get a nice bill for the car and some good medical compensation i'm taking a couple months off you know not like that in there. 
It's like, if you get something, you might get something. But then he's a good guy. He might not even go after guy, that guy because you don't go after the company. And then you just think about, God, what did you do to him? What did you do to him? Why? Why? I mean, you want to ask that. But it's like, I don't know. We'll probably ask the questions. We might not hear the answers. And, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I guess, about our mindset right now. What is our mindset? Are we going into this deal where we're going to expect every single thing answered and every single hole plugged and, and every single need met? Or are we going to just like, whatever, you know, let stuff pile up, but I want to go, I want to pursue you. Like Apostle Paul, right? I mean, it's like you, she started listing, listing things that he was doing. He goes, in madness, I say this, but then... He started saying things like I was like, they gave him what, three times? 39 like um, strikes, with, right? What? Lashes with that one, right? That's because 40 is to kill a person for sure, right? And so you do 39, that's like one less so that you don't kill them, right? It's like the way they hit it, it's probably, you know, would kill it still, right? And then he died once and he just got up and shook off and went on and I'm like, I, I'm like, I would probably be disappointed at, you know, at the perspective of the thing number one, you know, a shipwreck, you know, like we went river rafting like, last time. I was like, if I would be in a shipwreck for God's sake, I don't know how I would react, you know, but it's like, I'm exposing things to you guys. I'm exposing things that I'm going through in my mind. This is something that I, you know, I wouldn't want to share, but I, I, I want to share it because I want you to understand that I am no different than you, and I'm also afraid to go and speak and, 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 and do things, right, but this is, this is just the way we have. There's no other way. There's just that one door, you know, if I, if I, probably if I could enter the same place through a different door, riding on a nice car in comfort, I'd probably, I would probably do that. Probably everyone would do that. But this is just the way it is. There is no other door. And it's like, you know, you have to enter way back there on the exit. You get on, and you don't get off if you want to come to that door. There's just no exits off that road. And then you come to it, you finally open it, and you want to hear what you want to hear, and it was all worth it. Because everything, because one thing that I want to say is, Everything that's currently in our future, listen to me, everything that's currently in our future, one day it will be in our past. Okay? You understand that? Because what we are about to live and suffer through and go through, it will be in our past one day. It will not matter. It will not have feelings and emotions and pain anymore. And there will be nothing to do with it. And there will be one day... When there will only be fast, I mean, past and no future, you know, because, I mean, here on this earth, I mean, and I don't know, let's just stand up and pray and.